Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are actually joined by Will in studio today. Now, don't forget to make a Mississippi destination vacation part of your summer plans. Take some time and go to visitmississippi.org to learn some more. We're going to learn more about the upcoming Cicadia, I hope I'm saying that right, season here in Mississippi and if we will be a part of the big 17-year return of them that's making the headlines and the head waves. So I knew who to go to to ask more questions about bugs. And that's to our friend Dr. Blake Layton of the Mississippi Extension Service uh, Specialist, Bug Specialist, I think is the best way to put it. Is that right, Dr. Layton? That's good, Rebecca. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'll have to say you are the first person that came to mind when I had a question about bugs. And so I thought, you know what? I bet he can help us sort of, uh, you know, fix this here in Mississippi or get our mindset on what's going to happen. So first, just sort of explain, like, what are the headlines talking about this whole only happening once every 17 years or this is the 17th year for some big cicadia, you know, coming out or breakthrough? What's that all about? Well, we do have these cicadas that are called periodical cicadas because they only emerge every 17 years or here in the south every 13 years. So there's a big brood that's about to emerge in many of the northern states. We won't have that one this year, so we're not going to see any 17-year cicadas this year in Mississippi, even though we're going to hear a lot about that big emergence on the national, on the national level. When we talk about hearing it, I've even seen where people were going to you know, postpone their weddings around, however long they're going to be out. I mean, is it going to be that noisy in places it normally wouldn't be with this special 17-year emergence? They really are. And we will have an emergence here of 13-year cicadas in 2024, and we'll have a couple of others. But uh, when you're in one of those years, in April is usually when we see ours, yeah, if you're planning to have an outdoor wedding or a conversation, if you and I were trying to do this radio interview and I was underneath a brood of singing cicadas, it would be hard to communicate. Well, help us sort of understand why does it take so long for them to have their emergence? I mean, I feel like it's been, you know, at least less than 13 years, Dr. Layton, that I've seen a cicada. I mean, we are talking about the little things that leave behind, you know, the little shell that you can, you know, poke fun at your friends with and put them on the back and scare small children or whatever we mean. Those are the same type bugs, right? They are exactly the same type bugs. The trick there is that there's a lot of different species. And so we have in Mississippi about two dozen species of annual cicadas, meaning that we see them every year, just like you mentioned. And they're usually kind of a green color or something of that nature. 
These 17-year cicadas are black with red eyes. So when you see them, you have no doubt you're looking at something different. These 13-year cicadas that we have look look the same, black with red eyes. So they're an unusual event, but we, we see cicadas every year. So what's going on underground, or are they in our trees? Where are they for these 17, almost two decades, or I guess decade and a half of the 13-year species? Like, what's taking place uh, that we don't see? Yeah, they're patient little critters during the... The majority of their life, they're in the immature stage. We call it the nymph, and they're down in the ground sucking the sap from tree roots. And tree roots are not that that nutritionally adequate, so it takes them a long time to develop, either 13 years or 17 years. Even these annual cicadas that we see every year, they may not complete a generation every year. It may still take them two, three, or more years to complete a generation, but it's just that in this case, some are emerging every year. That's really fascinating. And so when you do have these big emergencies, which or emergences, I guess you call them, you said ours is coming up in 2024 here in Mississippi. We won't necessarily be a part of the 17-year one that you'll see on the headlines or hear about. Um, what's happening then? I mean, is that them just finally getting to break free? I feel like, do they have a short lifespan? They've waited all this time, Dr. Layton. Do they just come out and then leave us? That, that's pretty much it. That's their day in the sun. They become adults in the case of these 17- or 13-year cicadas. Now they're adults. They emerge from the ground. They That skin that you mentioned seeing on the trunks of trees, well, that's their nymphal skin. They shed out of that. They become winged adults. Now they can fly up into the trees, sing, mate, and lay eggs, and they're done as adults then. So their adult life doesn't last very long, but that's... That's what all the noise is about. They're trying to attract mates. (laughs) Well, they do a very good job of at least making noise. I think we can all have those experiences going out on our back back porch on a Mississippi, you know, I guess April, May night, and hearing them sort of buzz around. Um, So how long will that sort of last for us here? Or or I guess, should I say, when they do come out up north for that 17-year one? Are we talking about a few days, a few weeks? Is it all summer? It's usually a few weeks that we see one of these these periodical cicada emergencies last, maybe about a month. But these annual cicadas that we have, we'll begin seeing these in June, and they'll be with us through most of the summer because we'll be seeing different species that are emerging at different times. Now, we may not realize it, but we'll be hearing different cicada songs. You know, and so They sound different. Uh, so you'll, if you notice them, you'll notice that, hey, that sounds a little different than what I was hearing last month. Oh, that's really cool. That's something to at least stand outside and sort of think about. As we do move into these summer months, Dr. Layton, are there other bugs or critters that are just, you know, getting ripe and ready for their season that maybe we don't think about? Well, it's a busy time for all insects. You know, insects are cold-blooded, so they do better in warm weather. Uh, Another one that people often confuse with cicadas are katydids. And katydids sing at night. They sing. They make a lot of racket, too, but they're singing at night. Cicadas are singing at day. There are some species that sing up until dusk. So what do they look like? Do they look similar to the cicada, or is it just the sound gets, gets them crossed, uh, crossed up? Well, yeah, the katydids, yeah, they look, they look a good bit different. They look like a big green grasshopper, I guess is the best way to describe them. Okay, so maybe I do, maybe I have my experiences mixed up, Dr. Layton, thinking I'm hearing them late at night, but really maybe it's the Katie Dids here in Mississippi that we hear on our back porch. 
Right. Yeah, they're debating whether Katie did it or didn't. You'll hear that this this summer for sure. <laughs> well, you definitely given us something to sort of think about as we as we you know mosey outside and eat our dinner outside and spend a little bit more time in this unique sort of season. Is there any other bug or creature that maybe as families we could get out and look for and obviously be respectful for their environment? But I mean, is it okay to pick up the skin and play with it? Are we we're not messing with anything in their environment? Are we? No, when you're playing with those shed skins, they're they're finished with them, and they you know they've just left them there on the trunk of the tree. Now, when caterpillars shed their skin, they eat it, but they have chewing mouth parts, and so they can do that because there's nu- nutrients in it they they need. The cicadas have piercing, sucking mouth parts, so they're not able to eat their skin, so they just have to walk off and leave it and go find some more uh, tree sap to feed on. Actually, as adults, they really do very little feeding. They've done all their feeding as nymphs. Well, that's interesting. I never thought about that with the caterpillar. I mean, we see them around, especially as we start with our gardens and doing all of the sort of things. Then, you know, it's it it's something to be mindful or mindful of, and something I guess new to learn as well, Doctor Layton. There's always so many fascinating things that you talk about with bugs. What is it about that sort of uh, I guess part of the animal kingdom that attracted you to learn more about them? You know, I think it's just that there's so many of them. You know, and I used to think about going, if I could go off to Africa, I would see all this interesting wildlife, and then I realized, hey, it's right here in my backyard. It's just miniature wildlife. So that, you know, there's there's many wonders out there in our backyards. Is there is there something we can do when we think about our gardening and we, we talk about, you know, making um, pollinator-friendly sort of um, environments, too, to help sort of with the bees and the butterflies and all of that? I mean, we, we oftentimes want to get rid of insects, so it's kind of an odd question to ask, but are there certain insects that maybe we should be more friendly towards when it comes to, you know, keeping with, you know, the rhythm of our backyards? Well, you know, most insects out there are not pests. They're either just interesting miniature wildlife or many of them, some of them are beneficial because they prey on pest insects. So, you know, as far as doing anything to encourage them, well, it's fun to have a butterfly garden, and that's what a lot of people do. You know, most insects are just kind of, they're making it on their own. They're going to do what they do with or without our help. And Often, you know, we we don't disrupt them as much as we might think. There are some things that, that have an effect, uh, you know, but uh, overall, they may be disrupted in our little yard area, but you let go just a little ways away out in the woods or an open field, and they're doing fine out there. Well, that's well, a lot of insects. Yeah. A lot of insects. A lot of things to think about. And either Katie did or Katie didn't. I'm going to be walking outside listening for that tonight, Doctor Layton. So I truly appreciate your time here on Good Things. I look forward to having you back when we have our 13 year resurgence. Okay, good to visit with you, Rebecca. All righty, y'all stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twomenandatruck.com. G3 Services is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Do you have chronic pain, feelings of depression, anxiety, or just stressed out? Mississippi's finest CBD can provide an organic alternative to staying healthy and active without the psychoactive side effects. We're a Mississippi-based company and we make our own products. Mississippi's finest CBD has a completely contactless online store at msfinest.com. These products are available now for shipping or local delivery. That's msfinest.com. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Grass growing season is in full swing, and Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt is your one-stop outdoor equipment shop. Hartley has teamed up with Skag Lawnmowers to offer you the best deals of the year during their annual Skag Open House event. This sale will run Monday, April 19th through Saturday, April 24th. All week long, Hartley will have huge discounts on all Skag walk-behinds, stand-ons, and zero-turn mowers. Hartley has the perfect Skag Lawnmower for the small residential yard or large estate owner. Commercial grass cutters will also receive additional discounts on any purchases during this week-long sale. On top of all these savings, all Skag mowers are eligible for 0% financing with no money down as well as mow now, pay later financing options. Each purchase will come with a free first service and free delivery. Stop by Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt April 19th through the 24th and see for yourself why Skag mowers are simply the best. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi's not running low on unique places to visit. From staycations to weekend getaways, you can go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. And cicadas and katydids aren't the only thing making music in Mississippi. You got the pleasure of hearing music in the intro from Bruce Livingston. We hope to chat with him later on in Good Things. He is rocking the world with the piano, but you guys are still rocking some of the conversations we have over on the Good Things Facebook group, so we will catch up with some of those uh, today. Now that we have Will in studio with us, I, I heard that we let uh, Rhino go to his sensitivity training, which I know yes. is always a good place to send him every once in a while, which exactly. I think we should all have a sensitivity training. We all need it from time <laughs> Vacation to time. From time to time. Did you grow up listening to cicadi- cicadas, cicadas, or Katie Dids in your backyard or back porch or oh, whatever? Oh, yes. Will? Yes. Katie Dids. That was... Uh, did you ever try to catch them? We did, and I guess they leave the shells, right? No, that's the cicadas. That's the cicadas. So we- see, I had them mixed up too. Okay. Katie Dids, they're the big green grasshopper that if you don't watch it, you won't recognize them, and then all of a sudden you step close to them, and it's like they attack you, but really they're just getting away from you. And then there's this like kid-like, I don't know, idea in your head that you need to keep him as a pet, Um, which I think all children in Mississippi go through that idea that every wildlife you encounter that's not bigger than you should actually be your pet. Um, And then you try to catch them and keep them, but they're kind of hard to get. But no, the cicadas, yes, they are the little creatures that leave the shell. And if you are, you know, if you had friends, you would try to scare them, mm-hmm. leave them on their back, or play tricks with your parents, or where you know, or whoever it may be, or even collect them. You were probably that kid that walked around with like your collection of dead bug shells all over all over yourself because they would they would stick to you. I don't you... know if anybody did that exactly. <gasps> no, I know one of our good things listeners wore like a badge of honor, however many they could go through the woods and either either you either put them on your sleeves and your shoulders or you put them on the people around you and we're hoping that they wouldn't find them. Either way, it was like, you know, a kind of a, a big game to play during the summer. And someone mentioned William in Greenville. Usually you don't see them until June-ish. And then Andy and Jackson says sing, singing cicadas cicadas they think they they think they toured the beetle with the beetle excuse me back in the day and they can get um, they can get a pretty loud but our conversation yesterday though has, has kept going on the good things Facebook group and will I know you and I are sort of techno technologically like we like things technology do you like points do you use like your app cards or your points cards I do not really my wife is really big on it but I I don't know why I, I she tells me all the time I should join the Chick-fil-A points club or whatever the heck they I call am, it. I am very impressed and surprised. To, or not impressed. De-impressed. Is that a word? Unimpressed. That's Unimpressed. The word. <laughs> Unimpressed you is the word. You de-impressed me. I de- you de-impressed <laughs> me. I'm, I'm shocked. Is it just because you hadn't taken the time to get savvy with it? I'm one of those people that I, I, I always say, yeah, I, I should do that. And I never do it. Never do it. You realize how many free Chick-fil-A sandwiches you have left for not doing that? Okay, so when you stepped out on your own and became a big boy, Will, what shocked you the most at the cost of things? I think think food still, to this day, it still stuns me, the difference between eating out and eating in and how much it costs you. Uh, Because 
you know, when I'm not a cook, don't pretend to be one. I can't cook. I can't boil water. Uh, so I have to eat out a lot, especially when I was single. I had to eat out a ton and still do, you know, more than I probably should. But the price of it just, it blows my mind. Well, if you stop, like yesterday, our guest, which you can go back and listen to it on demand at supertalk.fm or even in podcast form, wherever you get your favorite podcast, there's Good Things Podcast now. But Cindy, I mean, she just really, but anytime you get someone who has good financial advice for you, because April is Financial Literacy Month, you just start, you feel like you have been seen, and then you feel guilty, all in the same respect when it comes to money, because it's one of those areas where we could all do better. We all know it's kind of like with our health or our good eating. You you just feel convicted, but then you don't necessarily follow through. And I think the smallest thing she mentioned yesterday that I even thought about even starting today was like, man, that's a good tip. I'm going to start that pre-credit card, pre-debit card, back when you had like a checkbook, you know, long time ago. What did you have to do to keep up with your checkbook? Had you to balance it. Yeah, well, you had to balance it, but then you also had to put in every everything you did like the date you put where the check was to and you know the amount and all the things right so you could balance it at the end of the month or sort of as you were going you would have your total over there like say you had 500 bucks and you would start deducting it because if you just went and wrote checks all day long you would run out of money like before they all could clear well we should keep that same concept whether it's with a credit card or your debit card because you need to know where your money is going, and it's like cash. You have to to write it down. You have to think twice mm-hmm. before, or at least take that extra step. Do I really want to write this down or not? And and I said, you know what? That's great. I need to do that to hold myself accountable of spontaneous purchases. And then my first purchase after that I was like, ah, I'll do that later. <laughs> So easy to do. You mentioned Dalco. You know, whenever he goes to get gas, that he goes and he buys drinks and uh, 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 something to snack on every time. I used to be the world's worst about that. I mm-hmm. would go to get gas, and I had to go in there to get a, a Diet Coke or whatever and a pack of nabs or something like that. That three or four bucks adds up it quickly, does. quickly. And, you know, all of this being able to just, like Amazon and all the other just ordering things online, and even the, the apps that we were talking about that uh, offer the points, I found myself, what day was it? Maybe Wednesday morning? I mean, it's like 7 o'clock in the morning, and I'm drinking a cup of coffee, and I just am thinking, oh, my daughter has outgrown her monster slippers. They're her favorite thing in the whole world. She loves them. It's like, she needs new monster slippers. Let me see what there's on. And I was like, oh. Oh, well, there's a pair. Instead of thinking about it, here they are. They're, I've ordered them. Like, before I even brushed my teeth that morning, I had shopped. And I was like, that can't be good. I didn't write that down. I hadn't thought about it. Not that it was, you know, a poor purchase or a really grand purchase. But I'll have to completely forgot I spent that 20 bucks until... It's all that little stuff that adds it's up. It's all that little stuff that sort of, you know, that sort of adds up. She was real big on teaching our primary school students um, getting them some sort of financial classes. You know, you used to have home ec. You used to have some of these other type courses in high school. When Do you remember ever being taught in class finances? Yes. It was a home ec. They didn't call it home ec. It was something similar to home ec. They would teach you basic living skills. But I remember we had to balance the checkbook. They Each person had a different amount, and then you had certain deductions, and you had to figure all that stuff out. Uh, 
Do they not teach that anymore? No, they don't. And well, I think that as she is mentioning, there is a try to be a comeback. And I want to say maybe it's this month. A lot of times banks will uh, volunteer their hours and they'll go into schools and, and talk to kids about money. But there's not a class that teaches like balancing your checkbook or, you know, understanding debts and credits and all the things. I was at, at Southern Miss. They make you take a... Um, it's one of the 101 classes, but it's uh, it's not it's accounting. I think it's I think it's accounting 101, and it's the literally you just get the ledgers and you have to go through and do the whole thing. That was my first experience with being taught systematically about finances, other than being sat down with my parents with my first checkbook and them trying to explain it to me. But they were just trying they were explaining to me the math of like staying above, you know. The, the red, I guess, or saying in the red, you don't want to be in the black, I don't know. It always one. amazes me. You you would think that, you know, they teach algebra and calculus and history and, you know, grammar and English and all this kind of stuff. You would think that this being one of the most basic things you need to know, you, you don't, you know, it's not a privilege or anything. Everybody has to, to have this knowledge. You would think that they would teach that, that it would be a basic course, but... Well, you think they would work it into the math curriculum. I mean, you know, my daughter, who's now in the third grade, we've already learned. They learned how to count money. They have done that. And they would have critical thinking uh, questions that you would get. Little Sally has $5.50, and she wants, you know, three cookies that are 75 cents apiece. How much money does she have left? Which is great. But I think as it gets older, you know, you kind of need to know the, the ins and outs. And I knew some of you were Cicadia lovers. Someone mentioned we used to tie them to a string, the dead ones, and fly them around like a helicopter over, over your head. See, I'm not the only one that played with the dead animals' skin as a kid. I'm sure you did, too. But we'll have that and more coming up next for you here on Good Things. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, high near 64. Tonight, an 80% chance of rain, low around 53. Saturday, a slight chance of rain under mostly cloudy conditions, high near 67. Mostly cloudy Saturday evening, low around 46. And for your Sunday, mostly sunny, high near 68. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. 
the all-new Ace Bolt and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolt and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call two men in a truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Coast Guard is still searching for 12 missing crew members of a massive lift boat that capsized Tuesday off the Louisiana coast. Carmen Roberts with Fox. Rescuers say it's possible the 12 missing crew members may be trapped inside. Rough wind and waves have made it difficult for divers to search inside the boat, the Seacorp Power. All 81 of the state's food distribution sites for the WIC program will close by the late summer or early fall. The Department of Health announced the move as all clients are now being transferred to the use of electronic banking and a debit card for food purchases due to a federal mandate. Under the new setup, in most locations there will be an approved grocery store and pharmacy within a 20 or 30 mile radius. Currently, 85,000 Mississippians are enrolled in the WIC program. I'm Kelly Bennett. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24, starring the Almond Betts Band. With G Love and Special Sauce. Cooling out with the former lady, got the special sauce. That's what she's my baby. Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Listen carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. 
What decisions are being made by state lawmakers and how will they affect you, your family and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. today to go to visit mississippi.org to explore a little more and you are listening to a beautiful rendition of amazing grace by internationally renowned pianist and old miss artist in residence bruce livingston who turned to music during the last year with the shutdown and all and people worldwide are finding hope in his new album he's had over 3.5 million streams and he's joining us today on good things hey bruce Hey, Rebecca, how are you doing? I am doing well, and man, I have listened to that several times, so I truly appreciate that offering of Amazing Grace. It definitely will bring you down a notch, which I think some of us have needed, um, at least emotionally, over the last year. But I'm curious, Bruce, for artists like yourself who are used to staying packed and, and traveling and playing in front of large audiences, what was it like for you a year ago when everything just sort of stopped? You know, uh, I was getting ready to head, uh, heading to uh, Sweden to play, and uh, you know, I kept uh, calling over there and like uh, saying that this this isn't looking good. And sure enough, you know, when uh, everything started closing down, uh, that concert got canceled, and yeah, I thought, yeah, okay, uh, I'm I'm going to spend some time. learning some new music and exploring. It was, I spent a little more time than I thought. But I, I also had the chance to work with you know, my students here, and I, I kept – in fact, uh, I, I taught everybody outside uh, so we could meet in person, and it was wonderful. Uh, in some ways, it gave me time to uh, stop traveling around and, uh, and think about – what I wanted to play and and uh, what I wanted to explore next, and I just tried to use it uh, to grow and uh, you know be uh, quiet spiritually and um, it, it it was a um, well, an interesting year, like I think for everybody. Well, that, that is the overstatement of the day, Bruce. That's yeah. definitely an interesting year. But you came out with it with your album, Prelude to Dawn, is the name of it, I do believe. Where did you yeah. just start drawing inspirations? I know you've got a lot of music from, you know, the greats like Bach, but then also, you know, other renditions. So where was your inspiration for this album? You know, I, I there's a piece on there. Uh, called Sleepers Awake, and lots of people have heard it in church. And I, I, I've known it since I was uh, a little boy. And, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the Delta, 
Uh, I was born in Greenville and grew up in Cleveland. And even as a child, I, I knew that piece. I sang it. I heard it. And so there, there was this beautiful piano arrangement for it, and I just kept playing it to myself. And I, I, I wasn't even aware of why I was going to it. It was just something that, it, just like Amazing Grace, it was a piece that was soothing, spiritually soothing, and uh, I, and it was such a tumultuous year in, in so many ways uh, that uh, I, I, I guess I must have needed it. And so then I was scheduled to do this recording, and I kept thinking, oh, I'll do all these uh, pieces that, you know, I had a whole list of things I'd planned on doing. And then I started thinking, you know, maybe this year people need something like this. So I put that on there, and then I found another piece by Brahms that went with that. There was another chorale prelude, and then another piece of Bach. And then and it just sort of grew out of that, but really uh, kind of at sleepers awake. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I had played the year before in Africa, and I was I played a dawn concert. And I was looking over those photos, and I thought, you know, maybe this could be like literally, you know, a prelude to the dawn. And I feel that's that piece of Bach was written. Uh, the, the theme was written uh, in the 16th century uh, by a German pastor for his church. But even before Bach, that theme was written by the pastor to, you know, offer comfort to his congregation during the plague. And then Bach picked it up a hundred years later, included it in this famous work, and even now it it brings comfort and so you know i thought uh, okay it's it's a it's a prelude to the dawn well it's always the darkest right before the dawn so i think the the wording of your or the name of the title of your album is just you know on point and it's also refreshing and interesting to me or maybe refreshing is not the right word to to know that people back in the 17th century and even before then you know went through some some dark periods right and then sure, turned to music right. and it, it goes to show that maybe the same things that have spoken to humans today are the same things we needed we've been needed to hear since the beginning of time i think is what i'm what i am trying i um, think that's right yeah trying to say what's it like watching the ticker with all of the the streams and the downloads i mean you're well above 3.5 million you know <laughs> downloads and streams now i mean that's one of those you know just really cool moments that you can't you, there's no formula for that so what do you think has sort of um you know really uh, you know everyone's speaking to it and liking it you you, you know i i when I play things and plan programs or, or, or the recordings, I play things that have moved me. But I think if you try to pick something, oh, I think, uh, gosh, the public's going to like this or this will get a lot of streams, that's exactly the opposite uh, of what you should do. I think you have to pick what moves you. And so uh, I was just as surprised as everybody that, you know, this – because the album, you know, the pieces are uh, – you know, not all pop pieces at all. It's, it's this is music from, you know, some centuries ago, but somehow, you know, people, you know, they maybe they needed it at this moment, and so they they've tuned in. And and you know, there's another piece that's been played a lot. That uh, it was on my last album by a Mississippi composer named William Grant Still. And when I recorded it, I thought, oh, you know, maybe. Maybe this will appeal to a few people who understand this, but I, I didn't know that anyone would really, but what, I didn't know what they would think. And it's become, you know, one of my most popular pieces. So 
I, I'm just very moved that, that people are enjoying this music. Well, it definitely resonated with me, at least the, the, the oh, songs that I listen to, which I know everyone needs that calming sort of just meditative, spiritual moment every day. But really, after the year, it is really, you know, when we do feel like maybe we're back in the dawn, but there's still some uncertainty. That's I want right. to ask you a fun question, though, because I was reading through, and man, you have gotten to play at some pretty cool places, Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, Royal Opera House, even the base of Mount Kenya. Do you have a, a like an on your bucket list of places to play? Is there somewhere you haven't gotten a chance to play yet? You, you know, I, I'm uh, working now with uh, some composers from Iceland, and there's so much amazing music that happened. You know, Bjorkas from Iceland, and these composers are fantastic. So, you know, uh, I, I I think it would be cool to go to Iceland, and uh, I, I've always wanted to go. Uh, to Finland and uh, gosh, there's so many places. Uh, so, you, you know, I, I think wherever there's a great audience, that's where you want to go. If the people are listening, and it is, it's also great just to meet, you know, di- people from different worlds, different cultures. You mentioned your students there at Ole Miss. How did you help them maybe stay grounded or focused on their music and their craft during the during a year of uncertainty? I mean, are are indie musicians and that sort of whole industry really hurt or you know was crippled over the last year without being able to yes. have concerts and stuff? How do you keep them from you know frailing and going? Oh, maybe I should go into accounting <laughs> or some other some other form of uh, education. You know, I, I teach in the Honors College. What I do is really it's a series of seminars. So I'm not actually teaching uh, just music students, although some of the music students take my courses. And what I try to do uh, is teach students uh, to keep turning the base, keep looking at things from different sides. And so even in this dark period, I kept trying to get them to see opportunity, ways to think about things that they'd never thought about, to, to see the light uh, in this uh, darkness. And, you know, it's by example, too, if they can see that you're uh, trying to be creative and uh, keep moving. Yeah, I, and I think also uh, they enjoyed, the, you know, it wasn't just seeing uh, the professor in person, it was seeing each other. So uh, we we spaced out, but I think trying to come together sometimes, even if it was outdoors, that was helpful. And they they needed that. I think we all do. We all Just do. To, Absolutely. Yeah. Last fun question, Bruce. Do you remember the first song you played on the piano? <laughs> Chopsticks? Yeah. I, you know, it, I think the very first thing that I did was something... Uh, my mother uh, played the piano beautifully, and we'd play duets. And so she actually showed me uh, some boogie-woogie bass. And so I probably uh, played that bass with her, and I could just sort of pick it out uh, with two hands. She could do it with one hand. Uh, but the first piece, oh, there's a... That's the piece of Summerland by William Grant Still you're hearing now. And that's a Mississippi composer, correct? That's a great Mississippi composer born in 1895. Bruce, can you hang with us? we got a short segment up next. I'd love to have you. Sure, hang on. All righty, we got more with Bruce coming up next.
No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. The all-new Ace Bolt and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolt and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was down 123 to 85.03. October cotton was down 63 to 83.40. Closed the Chicago Board of Trade. July soybeans were up 11 and a half to 1422 and a half per bushel. August soybeans were up eight and a half to 1381 per bushel. May corn was down four and a half to 585 and a half per bushel. July corn was down three cents to 573 and three quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 47 to 119.17. August live cattle was down 55 to 119.15. August feeders down 105 to 154.55. September feeders down 82 to 156.20. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 157 points, 34,193. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Grammy Museum Mississippi will host the original Women in the Round songwriter group this Monday, April 19th at 6 p.m. The four Grammy award-winning songwriters, Kathy Matea, Ashley Cleveland, Karen Staley, and Trisha Walker, have performed together for over 30 years in association with the legendary Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Tickets for this in-person fundraising show and dinner are $100 and are available at grammymuseumms.org. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. 
midday meeting place. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.org to learn a little more. We're spending a little more time with internationally renowned pianist and Ole Miss artist in residence, Bruce Livingston. You're listening to his lovely music. Bruce, I'll have to say on our text line, we're getting a lot of, man, that's awesome. Just what I needed today. What good music. So it resonates with people, man. You you figured that out with Prelude to Dawn. So kudos to that. Much and thanks to everyone who's listening. Yeah, you were talking about your mom, though, influencing you with the piano. Um, but I played the piano as a little girl, nowhere, you know, never really made it past uh, middle school with that, but got distracted in other sports and things that you usually come along. So I'm curious what just kept you, kept you with it. I mean, who was there in your life in the Delta to continue to encourage you to keep up with the piano and your skills? You know, my father played the clarinet, uh, and he played a little piano, too. And they weren't, you know, professional musicians, but they just loved music. My grandparents loved music. And and I think that's part of our culture in Mississippi. I mean, we've got so many different kinds of music. We've got, uh, obviously, uh, you know, great blues, you know, from the Delta. But B.B. King, you know, was in Indianola and, and Elvis and Tupelo. Uh, Leontine Price, you know, one of the greatest opera singers of all time from Laurel. And I, I, I got to hear all these people when I was a little boy. And I think that inspired me. And, and just also, you know, I would play in all the churches and playing lots of music, all kinds of music. Uh, I love Broadway and jazz and uh, not just classical. But I, I most for, for performing myself, I was drawn to classical, and, and it was just, you know, it moved me so much. So I, I think some of it was just internal. My mom was a big proponent that I needed to learn how to read music so I would be a better student in the classroom. Bruce, do you feel like parents should still sort of have that mindset with encouraging their kids to at least be familiar with an instrument, piano or otherwise, and that connection with reading music and, yeah. you know, in, in, in the classroom? Yes, it's a language. And, you know, the the more... You're using your brain to, you know, process the notes and rhythm. And I think all kids love music. Uh, I mean, uh, little kids can learn so much so fast. And the more we expose them to it, I think the more uh, quickly they're learning other things. And I do notice that my students, even the ones that are not headed towards, you know, professional careers in music, the, the ones that can play things that – uh, they're able to do lots of things very well. So, yeah, the more you can expose your children uh, to music, the better. You you have been a real champion for Mississippi artists and composers and other sort of, uh, you know, areas of music. How do you stay connected? I mean, is it a small group? I mean, I know it feels like they're everywhere across the state, but is it, you know, a tight-knit community? Or how do you find these different composers to sort of, or other musicians to sort of help along the way or highlight? Yeah. We, you know, we we hear each other uh, at, at various things. Uh, but when I first came here, uh, I heard uh, I, this uh, student uh, named Price Walden, and I, I said, oh, uh, could I see some of your music? And I, I realized that, 
you know, he was like no other student. I mean, it, it, he's a master composer. He was then. He is now. And so I took one of his pieces in the next season. I played it at Carnegie Hall. And people loved it. I put it on one of my recordings. And I think there are lots of great composers out there, and it's just a matter of, you know, reaching out. And so I, I try to do that and keep my ears open for who's, you know, coming along. Uh, but also, like William Grant still. In some ways, I think lots of people knew his name. He, he was the first African-American uh, to have a big piece performed by a major symphony orchestra. But in some ways, his name had faded uh, from uh, the you know, pantheon of uh, great composers. And I thought, this is great music, and he's a Mississippian. So you know, I reached out to his daughter, and that's how I got this beautiful piece that people were just hearing now. It's called Summerland, and uh, I I thought, well, this is great music. And so, you know, I think, you know, trying to keep your ears open and uh, and your heart open. That's the very Mississippian thing to do, to just reach out. You know, we, we, we know everybody. How's your mom and them? Can I use your music? I mean, that's very, we feel like a big family here, so I can see that's, how that... That's right. That definitely works. Well, we want the Good Things family to be able to be part of that 3.5 plus million streams on your music. So, Bruce, where do we go to sort of get a taste of Prelude to Dawn or to get the whole album? Okay, so you can go to Spotify or Apple Music, or Amazon, uh, and the, all, the albums are all there. And you're, you're nice to say that. And, uh, uh, offer to, uh, let me say, where the music is. But it's there, and, and you know, I have a website. It's you know, brucelevingston.com, and you can read more. Well, if you're ever in the metro area or the central Mississippi, Bruce, please stop by to the studio. I'd love to have you in person. I've enjoyed chatting with you, so thank you thank for your you. music. And your time. Great to talk to you, too. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. You guys stick with us. It's been a fun day here, but you got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. I think Will and I will be back with you on Monday. That's cool. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. good things for you good things for you good things for you Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.